Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? This is David. We are back with another episode of Views from the Porch. I'm joined with the one, the only J.D. Rogers. What's up? And Mrs. Laura Eldridge. Hey, y'all. How pregnant are you now? Halfway today. About to pop. Wow. Half, I'm halfway. I'm looking large, large and in charge, y'all. Man, let's I'm confident. Oh. Yeah, you are. There you is look like a DJ right now. Another we, we, baby whose birth we are <laughs> going to be talking about. Hey, that's my job. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. What are we talking about? We are talking about Santa Claus. Whoa, 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 whoa. And not his birth. Mm. You know, no one ever talks about Santa Claus's parents. Yeah. Like, he's Tim Allen. Mr. Claus. Yeah. Uh, That's a good over point. Over Santa Claus. Yeah. You know, I almost t- turned to the girls before this episode, but I knew you guys would see me and said, should we make a bet right now on who will say ho, ho, ho first in this episode? And it was you. Was it going to be me? Shoot. Yeah. Yeah, let's... We know not to touch that. Let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room. Okay. I'm not the biggest Christmas fan. Yeah, I know. What's wrong with you? I'm it's the I birth like, of our Lord and Savior. Listen, I like a lot of things about you, JD. That's not one of them. Yeah, it's because you're both sevens. And no, that is nothing. It's because we know Jesus. Why do you not like Christmas? <laughs> I like who? The, I've never heard somebody say they don't like Christmas. Truly. Can I go ahead and first off say that we other have than Ebenezer no, Scrooge, we don't know if Jesus was actually born on and December the Grinch. 25th. No, we don't. But do you know whose company you're in? Those are not great names. His heart was three sizes too small. <laughs> <laughs> And now it's all starting to make sense, honestly. What do you mean? Your heart is very small. Is it? Yes. Why do you think that? Well, you could be a little kinder. Could be because uh, you lost a kidney. Does that affect it? No. Uh, uh, let's not no. bring up the kidney. Come on, guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no, right. no, really. Tell us why. Uh, I mean, I like, like I said, I like to celebrate things like appropriately. And I just feel like the hype begins way too soon. And I believe that. If Christmas was truly about Christ, well, I worship Christ every day. Boom. Uh, oh, now you're agreeing with me? Well, I'm You're just still, coming at me. I'm but still all about celebrating Christmas. I think that yeah. Christmas is we make it actually more about us and the way that we feel and not about the birth of Jesus. Mm. And so I look at it as an opportunity for it's about Christ, quote, but let's get presents. Let's do our thing. Let's make ourselves feel good. And sure, I don't want to be the Scrooge, but that's just my hot take. When it comes Christmas time, I'm like, yeah, this is a fun excuse to go see lights and to get uh, a hot coffee and, you know, walk around and take pictures and have a Christmas party with cookies. But, like, I, I just don't get all the hype. Okay. Are you all open right. to being challenged? Sure. Because you mentioned all the, like, fun stuff about Christmas, like the little, the frilly, like, add-ons, right? Like the things that make a good environment and good vibes. Mm -hmm. But if you literally look at the creation account and you see all the detail that God put into the winding rivers going into four different places and the luscious trees and like he made it freaking beautiful to where you look around and you're like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And you know what? It's a similar feeling that we all look around and get at Christmas. We're like, whoa, this is really cool. So I could argue that Mm. you're missing a piece of like how people create like nice vibes. (laughs) Yeah. So tell me, how can so many people who don't follow Christ celebrate Christmas? Yeah. If it was all about It's an ironic thing that it's staring them in the face every single year. I don't disagree that there is some commercialization that is 
clearly robbing the meaning of Christmas. Mm-hmm. But I still think you're a Grinch. And there you go. And the reason why I'm fighting for this so hard is because I think it actually is relevant to our conversation today. I agree. Because one of the biggest distractions, if it's all about Christ, that is Christmas, is Santa Claus. And that's what this conversation is about. Yes. Is Santa Claus, should Christians partake in the whole Santa Claus tradition of him coming and, you know, set out the cookies and he's going to eat and them and give you your presents yep. and it's not mom and dad it's Santa uh-huh. then one day you crush their dreams to say mom and dad have been lying yes. to you this whole time you we, sit on ate the throne the, of lies. we ate the cookies and yeah there's just a lot of hilarious things that I think that we dismiss yeah. in the name again of Christmas Yeah, I'm going to have to work through some things after this episode <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a fair question I think I'm just doing my job so what do you yeah. have to say about that well, first, I've had to explain, so I'll, I'll get the, my cards on the table. We do Santa in my house, so <gasps> I know, yes. <laughs> and uh, I'll explain how I'll we do that, Santa why Lucky. we do that. Yeah, of course you will. <laughs> and um, but trying to explain to a five-year-old the different nuances of Santa—it's—it's it's remarkable that nobody questions the narrative here. Like, there's a jolly old man who's severely overweight who somehow fits through a very tiny hole in the chimney brings a bag that never runs out of gifts, and his reindeer, of all the things you're going to pick, you don't pick like eagles that fly around, it's flying reindeer, which in no other context makes sense, and yet nobody questions the narrative. And my five-year-old is like, wait, why, do, why would reindeer, why did deer fly? And uh, But all that to say, should Christians do Santa? So let's back up. When did Santa start being celebrated? You guys know the Saint Nick Saint story? Saint Nick, yeah. What, what is, come on. He was just a good guy, right? He was a saint, according to a billion Catholics on the planet. Yeah, a saint. But I mean, I call my grandma a saint. Yeah, but there's actually like, you know, there's miracles that have to take place. even after. There's there's things that qualify you as a saint in the Catholic Church. Okay, what are they? Uh, I can't remember. Oh. They're, they're out there. And somebody who's Catholic listening for sure knows. There's at least a miracle you do while you're alive, a miracle that happens after your death. Like you do a miracle? Miraculous things happen, yeah. Like, I'm going to turn this water to wine? Yeah, I mean, what what qualifies as a saint? We don't have to wonder, guys. God gave us Google as a saint. Yeah, like something happens. Exceptional degree of holiness. Okay, let's not have a distraction here, but yeah, go look it up. There's things that qualify. So I wonder what he did. Saint Nicholas was known for being a priest in the 4th century or 400s, and he inherited a, he became a priest at a young age in the Roman Empire, and he inherited a lot. His parents died, and he got a huge sum of money, and he used that money to go around and leave gifts and leave stuff behind for people to have. And uh, the St. Nicholas, after his birth, or I'm sorry, after his death, eventually people began to celebrate that uh, St. Nicholas was uh, a saint. And then on his birthday, or on the day of his death, every single year is when people began to celebrate that, which coincided with Christmas. And so St. Nicholas was originally a story, actually, of somebody that was, uh, in your words, a good guy, but had given his life not just to serving Christ, but to being generous with everything that God had given him. And from that, the tradition began that on his, the day of his death, people would set out straw and set out you know, stuff for, his, um, for him to stop by and to eat, and then he would give up gifts. So, boom! What do you, what do you wow. mean it coincided with Christmas? Um, I, I believe it was on, no, no, well, it's December 6th. So like around that season, but people were already celebrating Jesus in the story of Christmas. Yeah. I, I don't remember when they classified it and moved it. Cause to JD's point, he was likely born in the fall. 
Um, and so at some point yeah, it became yeah, yeah, yeah. more of an official formal holiday. But should Christians celebrate Santa? What would y'all say? Sure. I think it depends on how you pastor it. Like I think I think no decision is a wrong decision if it comes if it provides clarity. And I think the I think my like hot take, obviously I could dive in, y'all could dive in so much on this, but I think the point would just be, um, are you separating true stories from make-believe stories? Like, I, I wouldn't want to personally strip all the wonder and excitement and quote-unquote magic from a childhood because I think that kind of makes people hard. But um, I do want to make a distinction between, like, everything the Bible says is true, absolutely true, and, hey, there are some other stories that, like you did, David, are, you're going to find out a secret later mm. about this story. Did you guys both celebrate Santa growing up? Oh yeah, not long. I was I was when I I was that kid at a young age who was like, I'm not buying it. Show me the hard cold facts. <laughs> oh my god! And my parents were like, Okay, well, let's have a conversation. I love that. But I didn't also like, yeah. But I didn't like ruin it for others too. But like, I just saw you just I just could tell. So it wasn't a big. You know what else? No one else. No one ever questions is everyone has different Santa traditions that they do. Like my parents didn't wrap gifts that were from Santa. They were on the fireplace. Mm-hmm. There's people that Santa wraps gifts. Like, did y'all have gifts that were wrapped or not? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Santa always. From Santa. Really? Yeah. Wow. Santa always wrapped in shiny paper and it was a big deal if that didn't happen. You would think that kids would question that at school. They'd be like, wait a second. Santa wrapped your gifts? Santa didn't wrap your gifts? Mm-hmm. Anyways, all right. So when it comes to kids, here's how we. Wait, I didn't answer. Okay, go ahead. I think that what can be really confusing for a child is, you know, children are like what mom and dad tell me. Yeah, is true. Yep. And so you're like, all right, tooth fairy, and then that's not true. We've been putting the money there, Santa. That's not true. We've been putting the gifts there. Yep. Jesus can't see him. Mom and dad told you about him. Yep. But that one is true. We didn't put him there like just to do it for you. Like that one's true. Believe that one. And so I think again, you said you said pastoring, Laura. I think that's true. I think but that's I I don't know. I want to hear all the views out there on how par- I want to learn how parents choose to do that because again, I think that can just be really confusing of like, well, what made that one true yeah because a kid's not like oh because the biblical artifacts of god's word yeah point to well there was you know articles of saint nick or yeah whatever you know like they're not like that they're just like mom and dad said it was true then one day said it it was not yes i think that's a real danger honestly and i think that kids they grow up and they're told like the east one is real jesus is real santa's real and then they get older and they're like oh santa's not real they were just told that east one is not and it's around the same time in life is honestly another danger mm-hmm. Is it's around like seven, five, four, you're told Santa's real, Easter Bunny's real, Jesus is real, and then you get older and it's like, well, these weren't real. And so that's why I like the language of there's a secret about Santa. We probably should put the disclaimer of this is one of those issues the Bible's not clear. It can't chapter and verse, like turn to Romans 12 where it says, Santa, fair game. But each Christian, as Romans 14 says, should follow their own convictions because whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. So I would not say it's wrong for somebody to do Santa. I think that your point, they have to handle that and shepherd that well and be really thoughtful in how they do that. I also wouldn't say it's wrong if somebody has a conviction that they shouldn't. But in my house, the way we do Santa, and I learned this honestly from a pastor or friend, that we say there's a secret about Santa. So anytime somebody asks, like, is Santa actually real? 
hey, there's a secret about Santa you're going to learn someday. That's what I call giving yourself an out, friends. Yeah, it's actually genius. Someday when they ask, you're like, this was the secret all along that really the meaning and all of the different gifts in your life, like everything good in life comes from God. And it's a celebration of Christ who's ultimately the greatest gift that we have. And so that adds, contributes to the magic of the wonder or the the excitement and anticipation of the season. And it does so in a way that a five-year-old mind can comprehend and get excited about. And it it generates a sense of wonder, which I think um, we have lost and lose. Yes. Candidly, as we get older, tragically, maybe. So what if, what actually my parents did when they got became Christians, they just changed it to Jesus, like gave us these, like God's provision is why you have these gifts. Uh-huh, yeah. And, um, but what, how do you justify as a parent like that's that word secret not being lie um like because if you if you're saying he's real mm-hmm. santa does this like what because like i feel like i put that same language in another scenario yeah and if i was like and david as like a 28 year old yeah i have a secret yeah everything i've been telling you isn't real about how i've been working yeah yeah you'd be like a secret no that's a lie yeah yeah how do you justify that i think it's a you you're just creating a sense of mystery around it and i i think that eventually when they start asking questions the dam breaks you know by the time you get to be 10 they got it nine eight even some kid at school is going to show up second day of first grade and be like santa's not real everywhere. feeding you a lie uh i think that I think that language, and again, this is where everyone has to just decide, like, hey, mm-hmm. what, what, how do they want to le- lead and love their kids and say, hey, these, um, Santa brought these gifts. There's a secret about Santa. Someday you're going to learn that secret. And uh, and I think eventually that secret gives you a chance to point to ultimately the gift giver of all good things is Jesus. And any sense of wonder and excitement and anticipation that you had of the story of someone showing up and bringing blessing and good into your life is ultimately a picture of what God is like to all of us and a picture of who God allows us to be in relationship with in him. And that same wonder and sense of excitement and awe is something that ultimately points us back to Jesus. So I think you try to weave that in intentionally, but there's people who have a conviction that you shouldn't and Christians shouldn't. And to them, I would say, man, I I think I would extend grace to them and hope they extend grace to us. So why don't we just instill the wonder where it's due from a young age? Why don't, because isn't, isn't the, the idea of Jesus and God creating all, and like you said, the Bible, like look at the creation account, look at all these things. There's so much wonder. There's so much to a child that you could say, and then he spoke this, and he yeah. did this, and he created animals, and then he took dust, and he blew it, and like you could make this like from a, and I'm sure you do, like that's a, you do do that. Sure. Um, why is that not sufficient? And why, so why add something like a, like a false narrative when that's enough. It's like you can, because you're saying we lack wonder, we lack mystery. Yeah. Paul says it's the greatest mystery. Yeah. So why not, yeah, speak to that. Well, I think that we live in a time where it wouldn't shock me if we get to heaven and God was like, what the heck? Christmas Santa was the biggest distraction of all time from like that. That wouldn't be crazy. And so I get where people would, would land in a place where like, man, I can't with integrity do this. I think because of the nature of, of the public outfacing celebratory-ness of Santa and the way they're just kind of in culture, most people participate in that and it brings excitement and gifts. I think most 
parents just go, man, hey, we're going to be a part of that or we're going to allow that to be the case. Um, just like it, we're going to allow our kids to dress up in costumes and do things on Halloween, even though that's it's kind of a silly holiday. But ultimately, whenever the time is appropriate, I want that to not distract you from Christ, but to be a chance to point you and all the wonder that you had towards Christ. So if somebody said, hey, I'm not going to add on to that narrative. I just want to do it and create that wonder of what Jesus is doing. I'd say good on them and go get them. Yeah. Question. Do you like movies? Mm-hmm. Do you like movies that are not based on a true story? Uh, yeah, like a Disney movie? Yeah, a Disney movie. And yeah. there's there's something in all these hero movies that points to the gospel. Right, yeah. David? Yeah. It's I, I think it's sort of the same way where it's like the way that you unpacked it, David, saying like, hey, this actually... The, the excitement that you feel feel and uh, somebody leaving blessing and, you know, it's the piece of your heart that longs for eternity. And there's a story that's actually true that this is a little model of. I kind of equate Christmas and celebrating Santa to that, where it's like uh, the same way I would get excited about a movie. Like, I know that this isn't a true story, but the reason my heart gets so wrapped up in the anticipation and the resolve is because my heart was made for eternity. And in some way, this is describing that story. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, like where I'm still deciding as I'm going to one day be, hopefully if God wants a parent is I like the Disney movie isn't competing with the supposed to be celebration of Christ coming to the world. Um, like, I don't feel like it's a voluntarily, it's a volunteer the watch the movie um, is like not a an also a, an agreement to take away from something else. Um, it does that make sense? Like yeah, it's not yeah, competing yeah, 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 with yeah, what totally. it's supposed to, Christmas you say it's supposed to be. Yeah. So that's the, that's the one thing that I'm like. It's Do you like think competing. we should give gifts at Christmas? I think that yeah, kind of like Thanksgiving, where you know Thanksgiving models this like sense of gratitude, and we did a podcast where it's like, hey, every every day you should be full of gratitude. Let this be the the reminder of how you should live your year. Invite people into your home. Yeah. Feast together, commune together. It brings up a sense of community. I think in the same way, Christmas, like that that gift giving is to point to a reminder of one, we should always be generous. We should always thank God for the gifts, but then ultimately point to the greatest gift, the birth of his son for our souls. Yeah. And so, again, I think that uh, all of that is about pastoring. All of this conversation is about pastoring, and it's a tension that we have to sit with. I think it's funny. This morning, I just actually posted on Instagram about convictions, and I talked about, because I, I, I don't even know where I, I'm going to have to deal with this when I become a parent. Like, I don't even know where I stand, honestly. I'm just asking, I'm just doing my job, yeah, asking yeah, critical yeah. questions. Um, but I think... What I, what I basically said is what you said about there are some things that just aren't black and white, and I am not going to be like, this is the right way, you're doing it the wrong way, you should be like me. I think everyone's heart should be like, man, what's, what is Christ calling me to do? What is the Spirit calling me to do yeah. as a parent? Yeah. And like you said, it's, it is an interesting thought to think that one day we want to get to heaven, and he'll be like, you missed it. And I'm sure he's going to do that in one way or another with something. Oh, for sure. But the beauty of that even is like, it makes me love God more because I'm like, and you were patient with us and you like loved us despite that. 
and even the innocence of like, we just want wonder, we want mystery, we want a childlike. It makes us all children. It brings us together. Like, yeah, I think there's something that he like sees and is like, yeah. 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 Maybe where God's like, hey, I put the idea of Santa in someone's mind. And then the culture, like they do with all things, completely destroyed it, like Mm -hmm. made it something that it was never meant to be. I Mm -hmm. still go back to it is telling the story of of a greater story. Um, You know what's funny though is... Santa and Satan have one letter spelling difference. That's actually very interesting. <laughs> and kind of creepy. I also have, a, I have another question. They have all the same letters. Yeah, you could just rearrange. I know. Wow. Oh, but, all right, here's why I don't think that's true. And there's like camps of people. I don't know. You might just sold me. No more Santa. Here's why. Here's why. Because anytime you're using story, you're telling, you utilize story to c- communicate a truth. Yeah. And sometimes the story's not real. Goldilocks is not real. The uh, parable of the Good Samaritan, we don't know if that's real. Jesus used a story, though, to communicate truth. I think at Christmas and Santa, it's a story that you leverage to communicate the truth that every good and perfect gift, as James chapter 1 says, comes from the Father of lights, a Father above. And everything good, eventually, there's a chance for you to go, hey, yes, all of that sense of wonder and excitement was ultimately something that you have in your soul that was created for God. All the good things that you received were from God. Just like every good thing that anybody receives is from God. So I think that story, just like any story, can still communicate a truth. And as parents, we have a responsibility, or when you have kids, to try to leverage and point them to that truth. Hmm. I have a really, mm. I think that's good. I ha, I'm still a little bit shook about the Santa Satan thing, but <laughs> I'm going to let that one slide for now. Oh, man. I do have a, a question that this has like sparked in me, um, because we're talking about the magic and the wand, wonder um, my, I'm flipping on my words today, but the mm-hmm. wander, how do you say it? No, wonder. wonder, 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 wander is like when you're lost, like when you're yeah, wandering yeah. around, mm-hmm. uh, the wonder of Christmas. I wonder how much of that plays into young adults now see, wanting to seek an existential, existential experience with Jesus, where it's like, if I don't feel this magical thing, I don't think God is here through Christmas. Like, I wonder if we're conditioned as a kid to feel excitement and wonder and we just have this feeling, you know, and then we go through our life and, and that's around the same time to your point, David, of like, we're also learning about Jesus. Some of us, some people way later in life, but you're kind of growing up and you're being conditioned to think life and things are this exciting, beautiful thing. But then you grow up and then your relationship with God doesn't have as much wonder and excitement. And then you're like, okay, what do I need? I need something else. I need to pray for the gift of tongues. I need to see some massive thing or I don't think God is here. Yeah. I think that, um, life in general happens. I mean, when you have little kids, you see that like every day is a chance for someone to be amazing. Like crew today, the mailman is coming. The mailman (laughs) is coming. And they get excited. They really do. Like yeah. every every season is like so much, oh my goodness, I cannot wait until we get to do that. And you see just this look of excitement. And I think a byproduct of sin in our world is that like monotony. C.S. Lewis, got to get a quote of C.S. Lewis in here. C.S. Lewis said that in heaven, all the fear of monotony and the experience of monotony will be removed. Like it's a product of the fall, of wow. things getting boring. Nothing will lose its excitement. Nothing will lose and create boredom. And I think that's a byproduct of the fall here. So I don't think it's more... It's associated with circumstances or conditioning in a way that's unique to Christmas. I think it's conditioning in a world that's sinful and broken, and we're constantly searching for something that ultimately only God can fill. Fair. That's all I got. 
Um, should Santa, you? Should, should David Marvin should have been cast as Buddy the Elf? Mm. He could have been. You think so? Yeah. I feel like you'd be a way better buddy. Not you heard my all my takes on Christmas. Oh yeah. If you would actually you know have a heart, you would have a way better buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, if you would keep the Christ in Christmas, I'd love it. All right. Last question. Wow. Best. Oh, wow. Best. Uh, oh, we got to go. Best um, Christmas album. Justin Bieber's, without a doubt. Really? Oh yeah. Not a chance. Mistletoe. In sync. Yeah. Happy. Oh, wait. I mean, it was good. Yeah. Th- Merry th- Christmas. Mm. Happy holidays. I was like wondering. Wait, I don't did know I just my quote answer. Mariah? Oh goodness. All right. Well, Justin Bieber's Mistletoe, without Bieber. a doubt. Bieber's is strong. All right. That's it from us. Anything else that we're missing? Um, Christ in your Christmas. Put Christ back in Christmas. We'll see you <laughs> next time on another episode of Views from the Porch. Thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about The Porch Ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.